Welcome to Beer Net Radio. Listen to on every continent except Antarctica. Here, Harry. Sighing very heavily. I don't know. If so, what, what is that? Are you going fishing? What is that hat? Bucket hat? He's styling. That's what the Gen Z wears. Oh, Lone Star. He couldn't wear a Miller hat, but he can wear a Lone Star hat. Okay. But problem with going cordless is you have to charge everything. I don't know if this is any better. This has a brand on it too. Does anybody care about Lone Star? Why don't you just turn it to the side? Harry, oh, you that, have a beer business daily hat. Does you that look are cool, Jen? Is that cool? You want me to look cool That like looks that? really cool. Did the other way look cool? I'm confused. <laughs> I like the backwards baseball hat better. Me too. Fine. <laughs> Jordan, how was the hot Lana weekend? It was good. It's always good seeing my old buddies. We went to the game. Ole Miss was playing Georgia Tech. That's why I went. Nice. We had a good time. Ole Miss laid a beat down. So, <laughs> Jordan, you didn't go for a good time. You went for a long time. <laughs> or is it the opposite? I think it's the opposite. I just couldn't take you serious with the backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's this, B-boy. Does this take away a little of my gravy toss? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just here as your clown. Everybody make y'all laugh. Fuck <laughs> that. There you go. There you go, I don't Harry. Need no stinking hat. Everybody knows I'm bald. What am I trying to hide? Why don't you Jeez. tie a little bandana around your head? How about that? That would be I don't cool. know where... I have, I have beer business daily hats all over the place, and of course they disappear. Do you have a gator? You can just throw a gator <laughs> on your head. <laughs> like I'm skiing? <laughs> just get enough out of you. Enough. You, I'll put you on next time. I, I'm, I, you know that I'm dealing with equipment. There's never enough equipment. I mean, it's just, it's a Zoom podcast. Really, I don't even need a mic. I just need a, a phone, an iPhone. I could do this from my car, but no, I have to have all this equipment. It's it's uh, it's a weird urge, and uh, it makes it it makes makes it maybe five percent better. I mean, it's not even worth. But I but and then also I have to build two studios: one at my desk, which is where I'm sitting now, and then I don't want to have to move my equipment every time. So I have another little setup over on the couch and the lazy boy, the Barca lounger, if you will, uh, so that Biscuit can join in on the fun sometimes and be on the podcast. Cause you know, I mean, she doesn't get a lot of action. So, all right, guys, let's start this bitch. Uh, <laughs> so listen, welcome to beer net radio, the podcast where all your dreams come true. We are the companion podcast, obviously of beer business daily read every morning all around the world except Antarctica. Joined today by our editors, Jen Litz-Kirk, Jordan Driggers, and we are welcoming back our legal correspondent, Bianca Bruno, to give us some of the lowlights and highlights of the Monster Bang case uh, and the drama. This is part two of our series. Uh, if you go back, you can watch, uh, click on the top here, and you can see the first one. We uh, Bianca has also covered all seven days of the trial. If you go back in Beer Business Daily and read her coverage, which I did yesterday, I reread it, and it's fascinating. So, you know, if you're asking why covering this trial of energy drinks, of the giants of the energy drink industry, and 
Well, well, a couple of reasons. One of both of these brands were built by beer distributors. Uh, and now both these companies are coming back to beer distributors for their alcohol versions. Uh, and then also um, we get interesting intel from these trials. This is information that companies would not normally divulge and because it's a trial they have to. And so um, I'm really glad that it worked out, Bianca, that you could, well, not only that you're close by Riverside, so it wasn't too hard for you to get there. And so we were able to, to cover it and we had some interesting things. So you know what I like to do, right? I like to tell you what I, my perceptions of what I've read, and then you tell me whether I'm wrong or right. This is a game we play, Bianca, on the podcast. It's, it's called, um, what, what should we call this segment? Uh, Harry knows best. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to say that, Jen, but were you I, really? It, yeah, it's, it's too presumptuous. Uh, but anyway, if so you say it, if I say it, so Harry knows best or does he? Or does he? Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm not sure if I like the second part, Jordan, but we'll go with it. We'll, Tired. well, let's holster that for now and then we'll put a pin in it. To me, this trial, it really, it hinges on two things, right? One is super creatine. Is it even real? Is there enough of it in there or is it false advertising? From what I've read, Bianca, it looks like they've established through their, a lot of testimony from scientists and whatever that that is a problem for them. Number two is uh, the whole issue of stealing shelf space, which to us is anathema or, or strange because in the beer industry, that's how we steal shelf space is by stealing it. <laughs> it's that's the only way we get shelf space because we don't pay for it. And so that's how we do it. We take it in the store Well, well, the Dawn out guys pay for their space. So if somebody steals it, it actually means something. And, you know, like one of the interesting things was that is that the the tobacco line at Walmart is the most valuable real estate in America because it's open 24 seven. And I mean, that's just, I never even thought of that. And that's mm -hmm. just one brilliant little nugget. So first of all, I know I'm talking a lot and then I'll shut up, but first of all, am I right in that those are the two main things? And second of all, between the two of those things, uh, how are they, how is bang doing? Do you think I would, Agree that those are the two main things. There is um, a third main thing, which I think is less consequential um, for Monster, especially after their damages expert testified last week. And that's related to um, stolen trade secrets that are alleged to have been taken by a former Monster, you know, higher level sales executive who then went to bang and took with him uh five thumb drives that contained like old sales presentations given to distributors and retailers and that kind of thing but monsters expert only quantified that as costing them 15 grand yeah i saw that so, like why even bother I, bringing it up i mean that's a that's a rounding error i mean really the 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 trial is truly truly about super creatine <laughs> Right. <laughs> which is uh you know a couple of the attorneys have kind of razzed me now that they kind of know you know i'm sure the distributors are are sharing our stories with them i don't know that well i heard that the that the, this podcast is required listening for the monster legal teams <laughs> um you know so they're kind of amused that that i've you know kind of indicated you know we're interested in the super creatine issue but that's not um 
you know, pertinent to our business and what we're looking to learn from the trial. Um, but like you've pointed out, we've learned a lot of other nuggets. And since I'm still new on the job, I don't really know what nuggets are interesting or not. Like I, well, that's, what's great about it. Cause you just write everything. And, and (laughs) honestly, you've, you've picked up really quickly. I mean, Jordan and Jen, I, you know, y'all have edited more, but I, you know, I ducked in the article last night and I just changed a few words. It was pretty right guys. Or or is Bianca just a disaster and that it's required little to no editing. Um, there's been a few things that, and we don't change anything. It's just like Jen and I see something like a date or like going back, um, a couple, a couple days before this last one, there was one where bang was talking about how they were already transitioning to Pepsi. And this was the plan. And this was like 2018, like two years before they even announced they were going to Pepsi. And I was like, okay, we should probably note that this yeah. date is a little peculiar because right. they've been, this was set well before they ever told beer distributors. So just I mean, adding a little background. This, this whole thing, it just, it, it verifies what I've always suspected about <laughs> non-alc and specifically energy drink people as it they're just as shady or if not shadier than beer guys and we're pretty <laughs> shady you know like i mean that's the other thing like poaching executives and taking decks over and thumb drives it's pretty common i think you know it's uh yeah. but it, it, well it only cost him sixteen thousand dollars i guarantee you rodney has spent more than sixteen thousand dollars already today and it's not even <laughs> what noon and so anyway, uh, all right, so go ahead. I, um, yeah, well, J- Jordan pointed that out to me and I and I was like, you know, it's it's tough because in trial, even sometimes um, the way they introduce evidence through witnesses can be choppy. So sometimes it's kind of smooth. Um, you get more of like a story arc with whatever they're trying to say. And I think once they start running out of time, um, it starts getting choppier. Like, I believe Monster technically ran out of time, like their trial time given to them by the judge last week. Um, But, you know, he gave them more time. He was less strict than other trials I've seen. Um, But like, they'll just kind of get in a witness, get them on the stand really quick because they need this one thing to come in because they want the jury to consider it. But then it do, it's not it's not bookended. It doesn't have any context. So like when jo- Jordan pointed out, why are they talking about Pepsi in 2018? This wasn't until 2020. And I'm like, well, most all the evidence related to this case, which is also kind of strange, especially with like the super creatine issue, is back from when it was filed in 2018. Um, and they don't give context. You know, they're just mentioning Pepsi. Pepsi's not on trial um right so i wish i I wish we had more info related to it but that's kind of all that came out (laughs) or or that i was there for yeah okay well you know i think lawyers often have to walk the line between building a narrative that's interesting to the jury Mm -hmm. that they can follow along and also laying down the evidence and so it's like the nerd stuff and the emotional stuff and and a lot of times they skew one way or the other too much. Uh, I don't know what that in this trial, but uh, but yeah, it, it it is hard because you do have to keep 
the interest of the jury. And not, all of this is fascinating to me. I could sit here and I wish I had a recording. I could listen all day long and pick out stuff. But to a jury, uh, this stuff has to be like Greek, a lot of it. And, and, and they're all sitting there going, why are we fighting about energy drinks? Like, what? And, you know, to us, it's super important, right? This is very, very important. These are big dollars. These are big gross margin dollars out in the market. Uh, but uh, to a layman, it'd be like, why are they fighting over super creatine of all things? Um, so, but yeah, okay. So anyway, go ahead. So, you know, it, it's very, um, so there's really three things. And do you get a sense, I know I asked you this last time, and this is tough, but do you get a sense of which way the jury's going on these, or is it hard to tell? Uh, they're starting to look forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's been going on for a while. I think when everything's said and done, it's going to be exactly a month, if not a little bit longer, um, which is a long time. I mean, they're there uh, Tuesday through Friday from basically nine to five. I mean, it's basically a job. Um you know, they're kind of putting yeah. their lives on, on hold during this trial, I think. And that's long, Riverside's, right, for a trial like that? I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> my experience covering trials, I always end up covering these very lengthy civil trials. I mean, civil trials just by their nature are, are longer than, than criminal. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would say that's fairly long um, for an issue that does seem pretty narrowed uh, down like the the case has been significantly narrowed since monster originally filed it and that's because the judge threw out some of their original claims right um so you know really for it to come down to the super creatine thing to me they really <laughs> they really beat that that uh <laughs> dead horse a bit the first week i mean to me they already had that nailed the first week um Right. And 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 they can choose at any point. Like if they think, yeah, we've we've driven the message home. We don't need to call all these other witnesses who are on our standby list. Um, you know, they could have given up their uh, their seat at the table earlier, and then uh, you know everyone would be going home earlier. Because to me, they they definitely got the point across that the super creatine issue is. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any question that there's a negligible amount of it and that is not creatine and doesn't have, um, you know, the performance energy factors of creatine. But then, you know, last week, the damages expert um, did touch on that because Monster funded a consumer survey um, about bang drinkers and asked them if Bang didn't have super creatine, would you still buy it? And three quarters of them would. So, you know, and and so basically he quantified that to Monster losing, uh, you know, one of five cans of Bang should have been Monster sales, um, which isn't a crazy amount, but it's definitely in the millions. Bianca, you, you covered the um, Stone and Molson Coors trial. Did did the jury on that seem more or less uh, interested in that case than what you're seeing with Bang and VPX? And did That's you feel question. like you had a did you feel like you had a better read on how the Molson Coors Stone trial was going to going oh, yeah. to pan out than uh, than this one? 
I thought that one was a lot closer because both sides really presented evidence that could go either way. Um, like, I don't think there was any question that Mollison Coors called, you know, cartons of Keystone Light, um, you know, 30 stones in like the late 80s, early 90s. And Stone was founded, what, in 96? So they were making that reference. But, but to me, the issue was they didn't have the trademark and Stone did. And if you're asking like a regular lay person to to decide a business dispute and one of them has an official document with a seal on it and one doesn't, then that to me is like an easy decision for them. Even if they're like, yeah, they called it Stone. They had advertising calling it Stone, but they didn't have the trademark and they're a huge company. Why didn't they have this trademark? Like that's an oversight. Um, so that's to me maybe what it came down to but then of course Stone did not get even half as much money as I think they originally asked for Um, so I think that's a way the jury kind of even things out yeah in this case I think there's really no doubt about the super creatine issue Um, I think there are doubts about the shelf space and the degree to which it was happening because there's not a whole lot of physical evidence um, which was discussed last week. I mean, there's basically a couple of photos floating around and I don't necessarily doubt that it happened, but I don't know that they can say it happened as frequently as they're claiming because they don't have the evidence to back it up. Um, and that could be why, you know, I was kind of scratching my head and so was the other reporter who's been covering the case about why they didn't quantify, uh, you know, the damages to lost shelf space and I don't know if any of you have a take on that but we were both kind of surprised that that wasn't calculated in the damages it's very hard to to quantify that um you know people have tried but uh you know as far as the pervasiveness of taking coolers um you're right there wasn't a lot of, of evidence it probably was pretty pervasive like I said that's that's a common practice in the beer industry uh, also, I will note that <laughs> during that time, Bang was distributed by AB distributors who had just lost Monster. So that might be the distributors out there doing that kind of shenanigans. Who knows? I don't want to throw any stones out here, but uh, uh, you know uh, that the distributors are the one who puts the, the stuff in the cooler, not 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 Bang. You know, it's uh, they're the one that's merchandise. Anyway, so go go ahead, Jen. It looks like you were you had something to say. Oh no, I was I was just thinking as we were comparing to other cases, like we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was that Blue Moon case a few years ago, and I forget exactly what it was, but it was like a class action suit, I think, where craft brewers were like suing Blue Moon for saying it was craft or something like that. And ultimately, I think it got decided in favor of Molson Coors because of puffery, right? The whole concept of puffery, well, it's marketing. So like is there any chance that this jury is going to, you know, be explained what puffery or, you know, be explained to it? I don't know. Sorry, it's Monday. But like, you know, going to be presented with the concept of puffery and maybe you could find for this or like, that's probably completely anathema to your layperson, right? They were asked, um, that was one of the questions the very first day during jury selection that they asked the entire group of, I don't know how many people it was, you know, more than 60 who were being considered for the jury. 
if any of them knew what puffery was and then one said yes and then they used that person as kind of a way to explain it um the term has come up a couple of times um i think uh meg owak who's jack owak's uh wife he's the owner of bang and she's the director of marketing at bang i think she may have been asked about that on the stand a bit but it's really kind of in the background and um like I don't even know if when Jack was on the stand I can't really recall him using puffery as a defense Mm -hmm. um or even like Bing's attorneys certainly are not driving home puffery as a defense even when they're um you know questioning uh these scientists about uh well I guess the scientists would (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they right. wouldn't speak to to puffery that would be more <laughs> of a marketing person but um you know in what i have seen um they are not really leaning on that as a defense maybe mm-hmm. as much as they could mm-hmm. um so we'll see like i think you know obviously um like closing arguments in the case will maybe be this week maybe early next week and that's you know that's a that's another thing in the legal system that's kind of strange Mm -hmm. because it's not evidence the jury is instructed not to consider it as evidence it's just like opening arguments and it's just supposed to be what the attorneys think that they have proven is like their synopsis their take on their case that they gave to the jury so it would be interesting to see um if puffery comes up during that um because they haven't really had a super strong defense on the super creatine yeah that was my other question it's like basically the way i'm i'm reading it is like you know they're being accused of false advertisement with super creatine and instead of saying you know no well they are saying super creatine is real but they're also saying it doesn't matter right like super creatine doesn't matter because it's not what sells the cans as though that were a direct answer to whether or not they're (laughs) false advertising right it's like things going this way you know but anyway yeah they're kind of preemptively abandoning it um as a as maybe the original differentiation factor that it was when bang got really big Mm -hmm. in like 2018 um and like harry said he's like yeah i I look at their their tiktok and stuff and they're not talking about that anymore yeah yeah definitely and you know one of the things that you said on the last podcast bianca was you know the why did why haven't they removed it from the can and i was thinking about that for the and i thought it might be they're leaving it on the can to have something to take away bargaining chip yeah like all right you know what we're not going to pay 225 million but what we are going to do is take super creatine off the can <laughs> kind of like with Molson Coors they preemptively took you know stone off the Keystone Light cans mm-hmm. but there could have been a case to to wait and say and make it part of the um punishment if you will or you know the mm. the settling up stage but um I don't know I don't know if they're that sophisticated I you know it sounds like they're running that thing just uh just putting out trash fires and and <laughs> you know just yeah uh, they obviously are doing something right. The brand is incredible. It came out of nowhere. It's done uh, billions in, in sales. But from from people I speak to, uh, they're hard to get a hold of. They don't return phone calls. They don't get back on contracts. You know, it, it sounds like there's just a lot of disorganization going over there. Yeah. How many employees do they have? Do they say that at all? Or 
They did. Um, it just, I mean, I'm sure they're smaller. Than <laughs> you had to fact check me on the spot. Sorry, no, I'm just, um, I'm just curious because it is such a shit show. <laughs> I know. I, so I'm pretty sure there's between 70 and 80 people on the marketing team. Okay. I do remember that. Um, I don't remember total employees. I'd have to go back and look. Okay. That's, yeah, that's all they have. I mean, I'm sure that's mostly what they have is sales and marketing. Um, <laughs> I don't think they even make it. Um, we're going to do a taste test on the next podcast. Oh with, gosh. With rain monster with rain. And, I don't this tastes like super creatine. <laughs> Listen, I went to, I went that. to the South side of San Antonio this weekend to a flea market and bought all their super creatine. It's in concentrated form. And I have just been on fire. I I've gained muscle mass. Uh, my brain is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, I think that's probably why they can't really rely on the puffery argument is because they they said they created something and put it in the can and mm-hmm. that, <laughs> right. I don't that, know could, that could still be puffery right <laughs> everything's marketing i think the difference between though creatine is actually something right creatine right. is actually yeah. a particular thing and so as opposed to craft which is what the what the hell is craft right like yeah. one is subjective one is so that this sense. is super creatine jen it's different okay <laughs> it's super I've got some uber creatine coming out. You should, um, Orange Bang. I mean, the, the, right. somebody's going to write a book about all this shit because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's so wonderful. You have, I mean, that sounds like something you would do, Harry. Why don't, with all your time, why don't you do that? With all my time. <laughs> I know y'all think I just sit here and just play with I'm my I'm just computers. kidding. You know, that I mean, was I a, do. So yeah. I want to, I want to show you guys my new <laughs> Japanese pill case it's metal hear that yeah and it holds my uh little well you see i'm empty my little (laughs) tobacco pouches oh shit i need to go get more (laughs) so uh and and my it's a crafted it's stainless steel and then of course it has my little patch of uh velcro on the back um all right I'm Velcro, man. Uh, Jen, are you going to Nashville? No, no, no. Okay, no, I saw not. it on the calendar that, uh, and I wasn't sure if you were just marking it or if you were. Yeah, going, okay. sorry, I should know. I'm going to. You guys are doing Nashville, and I've, gee, I've gotten ten. Qu- you guys better text all of them because they want to make sure you're there. Okay. Yes. So. Okay. Good. Uh, Jordan, I'm on your flight, I believe. Yeah, we'll be yeah. there. Thanks I'll for getting see. that six a.m. flight. I appreciate. I told that. you. <laughs> Jesus. I told you to pick a different one. Are you guys going to do uh, an on the scene uh, pod? Gonna... That's a good idea. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we. I'll. I'll. Don't worry. I have equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not like Vegas, Jordan. <laughs> Man, I got my own equipment now too. <laughs> we're gonna cut this in post. No, we're not. We never do. <laughs> All right. Well, who who do we have next on this illustrious? We have. We have, is this our commercial tomorrow? We've got liquid opportunities. I forget what they do, but they're supposed to be good. <laughs> and then next week, next week we have Chris Defonchi, So that should be really good. And uh, Island Brands too. So, which is cool. a yeah. up and comer. So no, but yeah. let me find, I'm, I'm not going to, I ain't going to do liquid opportunities like that. Let's look them up. <laughs> <laughs> this is called on the fly editing. Let's see. <laughs> Tune it, teaser. Here we go. Do you guys want to know what these people do? It sounds like go. they give opportunities to folks who sell liquid. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Harry, you nailed it. Um, 
he's apparently this guy has created all sorts of hit brands and now they are to your point we should just really cut this in post <laughs> <laughs> no no this is this is what people well, tune here in we for, go John. oh it's a hotline submission that's how it happened jason kane former president of mark anthony group one of the key creators of mike's hard lemonade um and has managed and owned beer distributors Listen, I'd love to sit here and just bullshit with you people all day, but somebody, somebody has to get back to work and secure your collective futures. Yep. Jason, Jason Kane of Liquid Opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's his name. Anyway, he'll be on next week, maybe. That is a great plug, Jen. I'm sure people are dying to get on this podcast now. You are the best producer. I'm... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I had, I, you know what happened? I went to the Mighty Swell uh, Keep It Weird Party Friday, and they had some early bird CBD THC gummies, and I may have had one this morning. <laughs> those have like one and a half milligrams. I've had yeah, early and that, bird. I, don't I know do those that guys. At all, so that actually, I'm actually. Looking. All right, well, have a good week, and we'll shout at you guys next week, where we have a great podcast coming for you with Liquid <laughs> Opportunities and Christafonsi and Christafonsi the following week. And the following brands. Good Lord, we've got it stacked. We're stacking pods here. All right, thanks for drinking beer, guys. And thanks, Bianca. Carry on. We'll see you later.